you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From the NFL Network and NFL.com, Jason Smith, Senior Fantasy Editor Michael Fabiano, NFL Analyst Elliot Harrison here on Sirius 210 XM87. And Dawkin. And Dawkin. I was not a big Dawkin guy. They were oh, so overrated. Oh, they weren't. Dawkin and George Crutch- Lynch is such no, a great guitarist. No. You're crazy. If I have to hear Alone Again one more time, I'm putting an ice pick through both your guys' heads. Oh, my God. What a <laughs> great <laughs> tune. Speaking of which, Fast Jeez. was about to do that after the last segment when I said that he forced me to do two fantasy teams. You know, it was more a poke. I, I can run two fantasy teams just fine. I actually like both my teams. But Fabs runs like... 128 teams, and I, yeah. I don't know how you do that. Like, I, I, you know, I top out at like four. When I'm at like four or five, I'm like, okay, you know what? That's it. Because then it's just the name start running. You know, my 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 high in a year was I believe 18 back when I was at CVS. That's crazy. Then I've gone to 15. Then I was at 12. Then I was at 10. Now I'm at eight, and I will not play in any more than eight anymore. It's too much. And right. I will tell you this: so. I would say, let me, let me put out a number. Over or under 50% of all fan- – everybody who plays fantasy football, right, in the world, fantasy football, over 50% of those people are in more than one league. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. De- definitely. But, I mean, look, it's one thing to have two or three teams. You uh-huh. know, it's another thing to be fabs and be, like, cutting deals for Jeff King and Mark Mariani <laughs> in advanced PPR leagues with oh, Jeff King 6,000 subsets of rules, and <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> pulling out the Dungeon Master's Guide out of D&D. You How know, many hit like, points do I have? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dungeon is in what? I admit, Listen, I'll tell you one thing. I'm not, the, I'm not the, the typical fantasy football person that sits in his, you know, mom's basement. It plays World of Warcraft. While, you know, with, with the Boba Fett poster on the wall. No, that's not me. I don't even know Dungeon and Dragon. I don't play video games, anything like that. I've got better things to do with my time, Harrison. Uh, and it's certainly not checking out Angela Lansbury either. <laughs> hey, what, are you, what are you trying to say? I still got a Drew Pearson poster. In my How room. did we get Boba Fett, Angela Lansbury, and Drew Pearson all within a three-second span? And it made sense. That's pretty good. And it's in the Cowboys Road Blues. It's a, it's a great post. 888-963-2682. That's 888-XM-FANTASY. Helping you out with your lineups. Giving you all the big trade information you need. A uh, bit of a breaking news today. We heard from uh, Albert Breer earlier today on NFL Fantasy Live that airs on NFL Network and NFL.com every day. Albert Breer told us that 
he doesn't think Richard Mendenhall is going to play this week. And this is going to get us into starts and sits in a second. But I, I don't care if Richard Mendenhall is healthy. I, obviously, Isaac Redman, the backup, becomes a much better play if Richard Mendenhall is not there. But Richard Mendenhall has not been good at all. The frustration level with Mendenhall is at an apex in, in Pittsburgh. I like Redmond at least this week at a flex to give you at least 10 points. I think he's going to wind up seizing that job whatever time it is because Mendenhall's had this chance. He's proven to not be elite. I love Isaac Redmond going forward. And I, I got some stats for you here. Fabs, wouldn't you say Mendenhall's about a, probably went about eighth in most drafts? He was a first-round pick. Yeah, I, you know, somewhere in that 7 to 10 range, okay, if we can agree on that. If you look at the top, some of it because of his holdout and people, you know, if he was, I think it would have been much higher had we known that he was going to be in, in camp. Okay, if you look at the top eight fantasy running backs this year, they're averaging 19 points per game, standard standard scoring, which is up from 15.6 last year. But Mendenhall is down from 13.6 per game last year to 7.4 fantasy points per game. So I think your point. Injury or no injury, he's been a disappointment. The yeah, offensive line's been bad, too, so it's sort of a host of things that are they're affecting Mendenhall. Don't drop him. Certainly don't drop him. We've seen stranger things happen uh, you know, in the National Football League and fantasy football. I'm not ready to say that Redmond's going to take over that job just yet. I want to see a little bit more from him. He has looked uh, better and more explosive than Mendenhall this season, but great flex start. Uh, I think you could even maybe use him in a deeper league as a, as a two. But um, it'll be interesting to see what happens if Mendenhall's out this week, Redmond gets the job, uh, and runs with it. Do we have another committee? Another confusing situation for fantasy owners? We'll see. The good thing about Mendenhall and the reason why he was a first-round pick was, number one, he had a darn good 2010 season statistically. Number two, no competition for carries. That's changing now. If I threw out a couple names to you guys, just give me a buy, sell. Joey Dye as a starter. Uh, in in the bye weeks, I mean, as a flex, I think he could do worse. Yeah, I, I, he's a bye guy because the Colts do nothing but get at least a little bit better, and he's been okay so far. He's not been awful. Okay, Thomas Jones. No. I, I mean, even against the Vikings this week, right? I mean, their run defense isn't that great. Um, no. No. No interest in Thomas Jones. All right. Unless it's oh, actually, where wait a I can minute. Get. No, they're not playing the Vikings this they're week. They're playing the Colts. They're playing, they're the, playing I'm sorry, the they're playing Colts. the Colts this week, even against the Colts. Um no. If, I, no. if this was a league where I could get 100 points if Thomas Jones got to 30 yards, I would still not take Thomas Jones. If I was in one of those crazy leagues, 100 points if he gets to 30, I still don't want He's him. barely had over 20 touches combined over the last two weeks. Marshawn Lynch. Are you kidding me? Does he play for Seattle? No. I don't want anything to do with him. If if I need a flex guy in the bye, I like Marshawn Lynch. I like his matchup this week. Look, he got in the end zone last week. Look, we're not talking about running backs you're going to pick up now that are going to give you 125 yards and two touchdowns. That era is gone. You're looking at guys to pick up that you can say, all right, they're going to give me 10 points, right? They're going to give me 10 points. And Marshawn Lynch, I think, is that kind of guy. Can he run for 50 yards and a touchdown against the Giants? Yeah, I like his matchup this week. The Giants' defense is hurt. It's kind of all over the place. 50 and a touch, it's what you can expect. I like that from Marshawn Lynch. Stephen Ridley. As a flex this week and during the bye weeks, potentially, yes, especially with Danny Woodhead dealing with that ankle injury. But again, confusing situation. Uh, you've got Ben Jarvis Grinellis. You've got Woodhead there when healthy. Uh, Ridley's shown some flashes. But ultimately, the Patriots are going to throw the ball a heck of a lot more than they're going to run it. And the value in the Patriots running backs, and Elliot, you made this point uh, earlier this week, is as a goal line back. And that's the law firm's role. Ridley? Ridley, I like. I like them both right now, especially this week, because it would be a typical Bill Belichick thing to do to come out and run the football. 
typical Belichick versus the Jets. These teams know each other pretty well. It would be a typical Belichick thing to do to come out and say, okay, Green Ellis and, and Ridley, you're going to run it. I like both these guys as flex plays. Mark Ingram. I'll tell you, Darren Sproles has shocked the heck out of me this year. Uh, this is a guy who we all saw as PPR only, maybe a, maybe a, a deep league standard flyer. He's right now in the top 15 fantasy points, even in the standard must start. league. Yeah. He's, He's been fantastic. Uh, and I thought Ingram would be the best fantasy back in New Orleans this season, and I don't think uh, that's dead in the water. That could still potentially happen. Um, he just hasn't seen a lot of goal line opportunities where we thought he'd have most of his value. Right now, I'd rather have Sproles uh, regardless than Ingram, but I think Ingram, uh, as he gets more experience in the NFL, he's going to be a better fantasy player. I can't trust Mark Ingram at all. He's he's slow. He, he's getting between 13 and 17 carries a week, and he's still running for 35 to 50 yards. Uh, it, it, it's always a big warning sign for me if you're a running back with talent and you come in the NFL and you struggle, especially on a team that's built to succeed like the New Orleans Saints. If he got drafted by a team that was starting over, couldn't run the football, I would say, okay, he needs a little bit of time. But he's on a team that's pretty good. That seeing guys like Pierre Thomas show up and, hey, I'm a 100-yard running back. Guys that, that weren't very good come in, unheralded guys, and take this job. The fact that he can't run, that's a big warning flag for me. I want nothing to do with Mark Ingram. Last one, Michael Bush. I, I like Michael Bush because... He is the vulture in Oakland. Darren McFadden seems to get tackled at the one-yard line quite a bit, and he's averaged about nine fantasy points per game on NFL.com, despite the fact that he's the number two guy, which is more than Marshawn Lynch, three more than Marshawn Lynch, who is terrible in my opinion. I think Bush, despite the fact that he's second on the depth chart, is a viable flex when you're dealing with bye weeks. Yeah, I think I think the same thing. I think he's Darren McFadden is proving to be the new Barry Sanders, and that is a guy getting caught from behind at the two yard line. Everybody claps and applauds. He comes out of the game. Michael Bush comes in. They wind up getting in. No, I like him as well. NFL Fantasy Live here on Sirius XM. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, and Elliot Harris. The number is 888-963-2682. That's 888-963-2682. Some starts and sits for you. But right now, let's head out to Jason in Sacramento. Jason, you got a big question. What's up? guys uh great show you guys got great information thank you guys very much uh, thank you i got a couple couple of positions uh first one is the defense i'm i'm stuck between detroit and philadelphia who would you guys start this week oh uh, detroit <laughs> yeah oh, i mean even okay. a question they, l- listen and again even the steelers people drafted the steelers to be the number one fantasy defense drop that team right now they're lousy they're terrible they're 23rd in fantasy points on nfl.com among defenses drop the steelers and play the lions for sure Good, excellent. Good yeah, you, go ahead. My second go ahead. question is quarterbacks. Um, I have Michael Vick and Cam Newton. I really like the matchup. I also have um, LaShawn McCoy. I really like the matchup of Vick and McCoy against Buffalo this week. But you guys are really pushing Cam Newton this week. So what do you guys think? I still play Michael Vick, and I trade Cam Newton. Listen, if you are one of the smart people out there who drafted a quarterback that's an elite guy like a Vick or a Rodgers, and you picked up Cam Newton off the waiver wire – Trade Newton now. There's no reason to have a guy that valuable on your bench, especially if you're lacking at a wide receiver position or lacking at a running back position. Make the trade. Uh, I I like both guys. I stick with Vic, though, this week. Unless Cam Newton is the second coming of Otto Graham and Sammy Ball, he's going to hit a wall at some point. And I think Michael Vick with a good matchup, you definitely start him. Because you never know when – I'm not saying that Cam Newton has been great. He's been great fantasy-wise. But – at some point, he's not going to be great. And if you have an option like Vic, 
That's a no-brainer to me. Yeah, the, the thing you worry about is injury with Michael Vick and staying healthy and having a guy like Cam Newton is, is going to help when you can put a guy like that in because I believe in Cam Newton. Look, in, in four weeks, he's had one bad week, and the bad week was when they're playing in that huge rainstorm in Jacksonville. They are a, a pass-driven team, and Cam Newton's come in, and I don't know that how many more weeks do we have to go to realize that he could be the shack of the National Football League as far as he's a weapon that's come in, proven he's better than anybody thought he was. Physically, he's a guy you can't bring down. He's going to scamper and run for touchdowns. He's going to run over you, run by you. The fact that he's taking goal line carries away now from, from Stewart and Williams, it, it's incredible the numbers that this guy has put up. I don't know that he's going to hit a wall. I think you can expect big numbers because they're going to keep throwing the football. I mean, that's what they're going to do in Carolina. They're not going to stop doing it. We have Kevin in Texas wants to talk trade. Kevin, what's going on? Hey, gentlemen. Good afternoon. How you doing? Good. I got a question for you. I'm uh, I, I drafted really well with regard to wide receiver, and I'm trying to upgrade at running back. Uh, right now, the running backs that I have are, are Ray Rice, obviously, which is untouchable. But I've got you know people like Sproles, Ryan Grant, Pierre Thomas, and uh, Kendall Hunter. And right now, I'm in the midst of offering Deshaun Jackson for Javid Best, and I wanted to see what you thought about that. So you would get Deshaun Jackson in return for Javid Best? No, no, no. I no, would trade no. Deshaun Jackson for Javid Best. And, uh, Non-PPR league. What would that leave you at wide receiver? Well, I still have Vincent Jackson, Steve Johnson. I got Gronkowski, which is the same as a wide receiver in our division, as well as Colson. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you, you're you looking at Sproles right now as your two, and, and Sproles, as good as he's been, I mean, you know, can he keep it up? That's the question mark. I like the deal if it doesn't hurt your wide receiver depth. Yeah, I, I think with the strength that you have, I'm okay with it. But, you know, you hear Deshaun Jackson for Javid Best, and it does give you a little bit of pause. Well, these are all-or-nothing guys. You know, Deshaun yeah. Jackson's an all-or-nothing guy. Javid Best is an all-or-nothing guy. But I believe in the Lions' offense, and the Best is still going to continue to get that kind of that kind of production. The thing is now, what I didn't expect is for Jeremy Macklin to cut into Deshaun Jackson as much as he had. Because that's the real thing for Jackson for me is Macklin was a great weapon coming in. He's been better than anybody thought. First coming off the, the, the illness and now the targets he's getting. He's the guy that's taken away from that. So, yeah, I like that too. If you want to go get Best, I'll believe more in Best right now being a more solid guy week to week than I will in Deshaun Jackson. All right, Matt in D.C. Uh, has got a question for us. Matt, how's it going, man? Hey, good, thanks, guys. Uh, well, not so great fantasy-wise. Uh, I have a um, quick question for you for starters this weekend on running back. Mm-hmm. It's a PPR league, and I have uh, I have Chris Johnson, uh, Beanie Wells, McGahee, and uh, Matt Fort. Of course, Matt Fort is our number one running back in our league scoring, so I'm pretty sure I'm starting him, but uh, I need two out of those four for starting. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, I, Matt, Matt Fort is number one? I thought that's Forte, a new one. I've never heard. Oh, right. <laughs> Forte uh, has really become a must-start. Listen, as good as Beanie Wells is, and you know, I've been beating, touting Beanie Wells uh, all, you know, in the preseason, I can't bench CJ for him. Yeah. I can't. I, I've got to go CJ and Forte here. And and I go, I try to turn, Beanie Wells, another guy, you want to sell high? I mean, now, he's tougher because he may have this kind I of like season him. going on. Yeah. But, if you're only playing two running backs, is there ever going to be a week where you're going to say, I'm going to play Beanie Wells, over, other than the bye, I'm going to play Beanie Wells over one of these guys? I mean, you're not. He's just going to sit there and stare at you and produce from your bench. I, if, if you're just playing two guys a week, Elliot, I, you know, I think you have to look to try to move Beanie Wells and get a wide receiver or upgrade somewhere. Yeah, I, I, and I have to agree. It's really hard. What did you say once, Fabs? It's hard to get your hand to get on the mouse. 
and then click and like drag and, and click the uh, replace Chris yes. Johnson with the yes. You didn't know where I was going. I said, with that for a second. <laughs> you know, when you're talking about dragon mice, I'm like, what is he saying? I okay, said I something it. about that. Yeah, it's something like that. It's it's tough as a fantasy owner who's seen a guy like Chris Johnson thrive, and you know he broke Marshall's record for scrimmage yards a few years ago to drag him down to your reserves when he's not on a bye or not injured. I, I roll with my stars, man. I roll with my stars. And, and Wells is a star in the making, but this caller had so much depth at the running back position, uh, it's hard for me to say bench a CJ. And, and you know, CJ's playing the Steelers. We just found out that, uh, that James Harrison's not going to be yeah. playing for a while. You've got that feather in your cap. 888-963-2682. The number is 888-963-2682. That's 888-XM-FANTASY. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison from the NFL Network and NFL.com giving you all the fantasy advice you need to set your lineups this week and make the trades you have to. Coming up next, we'll continue to help you set your lineups, but also we'll break down the questions involving a fantasy game that could see 100 points scored in it. That's coming up next, NFL Fantasy Live, Series 210, XM87. Okay, Cinderella, the most underrated hairband ever. Cinderella's solid. The most underrated hairband ever. Harrison, what's wrong with you? Uh, I, I, I got nothing. <laughs> I got not a nothing. Tom Kiefer guy? I got nothing on that. I, I always think of that one song they had, Coming Home. You remember that oh, one? That's good. Yeah. Hey, Long Cold Winter, the most underrated <laughs> hair metal album of all time, Long Cold Winter. I can't make my phone do that scratchy. That was. Uh, what was that again? Try that again. I, I'm not a Cinderella guy. Crap. Okay. NFL Fantasy Live Series 210 XM87, Jason Smith, NFL Network, NFL.com, NFL.com, and NFL Network Senior, Fantasy Editor Michael Fabiano, NFL Network, NFL.com, Analyst Extraordinaire, Elliot Harrison. Check out Elliot's Power Rankings right now. Front page of NFL.com. We'll get to more of your calls at 888-963-2682. But, guys, one game that we're going to spotlight on, we've talked a lot about this, and there's people in two schools of thought when it comes to this game. Pats and the Jets this week. You have the Jets coming off that abysmal game last week. Mark Sanchez's quarterback ranking was .6, was the worst in the NFL that we've seen in the last 10 years. But yet you see the Patriots, who have been blowing through everybody this year. Now they got Revis Island. they got a pretty good Jets defense against the pass. Against the run is something different, but against the pass. But I don't know that this game, you have to worry about anybody. You know, I think this is going to be a big game for Mark Sanchez, a big game for Santonio Holmes. What the Patriots do on offense is very anti what the Jets like to do on defense. The Jets don't cover the tight end very well. They don't cover the slot very well. Revis is going to slip back and forth between covering Wes Welker and not. I don't see any reason why this game is not going to be one of those 35-34, 38-35 games. Well, you just said so much. I don't even know where to go. <laughs> What's the Jets and the Pats? I've been thinking about this game since last week, being a Jets fan. I know. I think some of you touched on that, that – I don't want to say it irks me, but it always catches me every time I hear this Revis Island, Revis Island. You know what? In the modern NFL, I don't know how much difference one cover corner makes anymore. I really don't. With so many teams spreading it out wide, putting three or four guys out there, what difference does it make? We saw what happened with Nambi now that they've got him in his zone. He's been getting beat. And and regarding Revis, I don't see Revis covering Welker in the slot. I don't see it happening. Covering in the slot is a totally different skill set. You don't have the sideline as your friend. And so not every corner can just go trot over there in the slot and cover receiver. And by the way, who has covered Welker out of the slot this year? Who? I mean, how many how many fantasy points does Welker have this year? I believe 93.2 mm-hmm. on NFL.com after four games. I mean, he's on pace right now to basically destroy Jerry Rice's 
fantasy record from 1995 for most points in yeah, the season. And, and Elliot makes a good point because people automatically think that, well, Revis is going to cover the best player at the wide receiver position of the opposing team. But in the case of Welker, who is a little bit different, he's not split any. He's not split out. He is going to be in the slot. Uh, and Rex Ryan, you know, he wouldn't really reveal who Revis will be covering in Week 5. But I think he knows that it's going to be tough for Revis to move into the slot. Uh, this is the same situation that we had uh, in Week 1 when we talked about the Rams against the Eagles. Well, are they going to move Namdi Asimov into the slot to cover Danny Amendola before his injury? Uh, Welker is a guy that you cannot bench. You can't. I don't care who he's facing. He could be facing the 85 Bears. You can't bench Wes Welker right now. Uh, you could see Darrell Revis on Dion Branch. You could see him on Chad Ochocinco. One of those guys, I don't know who's starting either. One of those guys maybe Branch because we've got the bye weeks. Welker, to me, even if Revis covers him sometimes, uh, needs to be active. I think that's an absolute no-brainer. It's funny you mentioned the 85 Bears because the one game they lost that year was to the Dolphins who put Nat Moore in the slot and torched them because the Bears... Dan Marino, and that was... Yeah. Was that in Miami? That was in, that Miami. Was in Miami. The Miami. Bears didn't night. have three corners that, that could cover him. You know, I did a little research on the greatest like fantasy seasons, and uh, Fabs and I talked about this yesterday. Randy Moss, 2007, had 280 fantasy points. at standard scoring, no bonuses. Uh, Jerry Rice, 1995, had 284.4 points. You take Wes Welker and compare it to Jerry Rice's 1995, Jerry Rice that year had five games of over 20 fantasy points. Wes Welker already has three games of over 20 fantasy points, and he's only played four. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Uh, the pace that he is on, it's really like the, Bill, uh, the the Patriots coaching staff on offense got together in the preseason and said, let's try to get Wes Welker to break every stinking record in the National Football League for a wide receiver because he is on pace for like 2,000 yards and he, uh, unbelievable. And remember, this is a guy who's coming off of his worst year with the Patriots because he was coming off of the reconstructive knee surgery, and he fell in a lot of drafts, maybe into you know round three, round four, depending on your scoring system. Unbelievably productive. I'm lucky enough to have him in a couple of PPR leagues, and I am smiling all the way to the bank, and he's not leaving my starting lineup. Let me, just, let, me, let me throw this out there. You can have one guy for the rest of the season on your team, Wes Welker, Calvin Johnson. I mean, that's a, an excellent question. I think that's I, why I asked it. I, I think I would take Calvin Johnson because of his ability in the red zone. PPR leagues is going to be different, obviously. Yes. But Calvin Johnson, Wes Welker. I, I agree with, uh, with EH. Standard, I'm going with uh, Megatron. But PPR, Welker's a machine. And, and, and the, real, the real issue with Welker in the past was what? He didn't score a lot of touchdowns. That has changed this year. One of the things also with the Patriots, uh, before we move on, you know, Gronkowski, everyone knows the ball's going to him in the red zone, and yet he still gets touchdowns because the Patriots are excellent at creating single coverage or creating mismatches. When you have your best receiver coming out of the slot, and that's where he likes to operate, it's an automatic mismatch because there are very few guys in the NFL who can take a slot receiver and cover him one-on-one, Darrell Revis or no Darrell Revis. And I'm saying this to you as a Jets guy. Oh, I know. Hey, believe. look, what, what the Patriots like to do is not what the Jets like to do on defense. And, and this is where you take a guy like Revis when you say, okay, we have a shutdown corner. Certain teams, that works great on. When, when you're playing a team like the, like the Houston Texans and you can shut down Andre Johnson, well, you're going to win that football game. When you play teams that have that one great guy and the other support guys, you're going to win that game because suddenly then it's about getting your getting the ball to those number two, number three, number four playmakers. But 
now you're going to start seeing the NFL evolve into things like this. The Patriots have the Hamburglar playmakers. Everybody is like five nine and under, and you can't. You're going to get mismatched. And you have the two big tight ends, Aaron Hernandez, who may come back this week. I think he's be out another week, but he may come back this week. Uh, this is this is the the new NFL. You're going to see teams copycatting the Patriots' way of doing it right here. It's before, NFL Fantasy Live on Series Two Ten XM eighty seven. Yeah, and before we get to <clears throat> excuse me two XO uh, to bring it back fantasy, we got Greg and Philly who is trying to trade none other than MJD. Greg, what's going on, man? Thanks for holding. Hey, what's up, fellas? How you guys doing today? Good. Good. What do you got? All right. Um, I, need, I need a wide receiver really bad. Um, my running backs are MJD, Arian Foster, Beanie Wells, and Frank Gore. Um, I got Mike Williams in Tampa and Brandon Marshall. So a guy offered me Greg Jennings for MJD. I want to see what you guys thought. You've got the depth there. I mean, you, yeah. your running backs are ridiculous, and uh, I think that's a completely fair trade. I don't think the okay. Packers' offense is slowing down anytime soon. Haven't Greg Jennings anything. is awesome, man. Greg yeah. Jennings is yeah. awesome. See, if, if he really wants a running back, see if you can substitute Maurice, uh, substitute Frank Gore for MJD if you're trying to split hairs there. But if he really wants MJD, yeah. I, I I see that. That's a, that's a huge deal to make. See if you can sub like Moel De Moore. I always there. try to. I always try to sub. I you always, always try. To you sub. have to do it. You have to do it. Yeah. You know. You, always it, try to sub. You have Poor to see humor. what you have to see what people are willing to to take. I mean, you know, I, w- I had a trade yesterday with my buddy Jim Nance, who we had on a few weeks ago. We played in a fantasy league, and I lost Kenny Britt in the league, so I needed to get a wide receiver. He had Brandon Marshall. His running backs are really struggling, uh, and it's a PPR league, and I ended up trading him Darren Sproles for Marshall. But he was trying to get Maurice Jones-Drew. He's like, well, would you trade? I said, nah, Jim. I was like, I'll give you Sproles, but I'm not giving you MJD. You know, Marshall, he's good, but now the quarterback. you got to be a salesman a little bit. Always try and get the best value for your players. We have uh, Mike in New Jersey with more trade talk. Mike, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, guys? i got a, a trade question if you can help me out here. Sure. Um, i got uh, Vincent Jackson and Felix Jones. And uh, my brother, who's uh, in my league with me, he's offering me uh, AJ Green and Ryan Matthews. Oh, I like I like that deal from your perspective. I like AJ Green. He's he's the guy getting all the targets in Cincinnati. He's shown he can be a star. And I love I I can't tell you how much I love Ryan Matthews. He's slowly making Mike Tolbert irrelevant. He's getting all the carries. He's getting touches in the passing game. Ryan Matthews will be a top seven, top eight running back by the time it's all said and done this year. I love that trade. And this is one of the situations that I find myself in a lot. Is that I want to improve at one position, so I end up trading from a position of strength, and I end up getting. A position of weakness filled, but I also have to flip flop positions. So, Vjax, I still think he's a better fantasy player than AJ Green, and most people wouldn't doubt that. Uh, so you're losing out trading Vjax, but you're gaining Matthews over Felix Jones. So if the running back position is the one that you need to improve in the most. The, the trade makes sense. Yeah, there's a much bigger gulf between Matthews and Felix Jones than there is A.J. Green and Vincent Jackson, especially with Vincent Jackson. Every week, you know, he's on the list, and he's, he's got abdominal issues, and, and you know, the, the way the Chargers offense is, it's not been exactly what it's been in years past. NFL Fantasy Live Series 210 XM87, Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison from the NFL Network and NFL.com. Coming up, we'll continue to help you set your lineup and give you trade advice. But straight ahead from an award-winning NFL analyst, we will give you your starts and sits from the wide receiver position this week. Remember, first week of buys, everybody's looking for guys to pick up and sit down. We'll have it coming up next. You're listening to NFL Fantasy Live Series 210 XM87. 
NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison from the NFL Network and NFL.com. All the fantasy advice you need to set your lineups this week. We'll get to your calls in a second at 888-XM-FANTASY. That is 888-963-2682. But first, from the number one ranked start-sit expert accuracy Michael Fabiano. I you know, I saw this information was somehow it was on my desk when I came in today. Elliot Harrison, Michael Fabiano, the number one ranked stardom and sit him as far as accuracy goes right now in all of fantasy Thanks football. for dropping that off on his desk, Harrison. In the world of fantasy football. Hey, and you said Elliot Harrison, Michael Fabiano. I'm not part of that ranking. I, I didn't do start I can't take any credit for that. That's all fast. Well, I, I rank I'm you as far as man. hair metal goes. When you rank hair metal bands uh, top to bottom, I, that's where I listen to you. I'm just here to add what I can. I'm just here to <laughs> add what I can. I'm here to help the team, and uh, God willing. But uh, we talk about starts and sits. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. a big deal today with all the, the first week of the buys in, in the National Football League. We talked about your quarterbacks last hour. Have your running backs coming up at Fabs. you got your wide receiver starts and sits right now. Yeah, and guys, uh, starting and sitting is now live on NFL.com. Go to NFL.com slash fantasy. It's right there for you. How about Steve Smith? How about this guy who was dead and buried in fantasy last year? Now he's been unbelievable. Outside of week three, he hasn't posted fewer than 13.6 fantasy points on NFL.com. And that was in that week where they had that huge monsoon basically built through the stadium. Uh, Steve Smith, I think he's, he's once again at a must start. Santonio Holmes, he's been terrible all year. Not getting a lot of targets. I start him against the Patriots who have been just terrible in terms of giving up a lot of fantasy points. To wide receivers, Jordy Nelson, who is a sleeper on NFL.com. Uh, he's on pace for better than 1,100 yards. And I think that Sunday night game against the Falcons is going to be an absolute shootout. You start Jordy Nelson. You also start Julio Jones in that game. Uh, the Packers' pass defense has just been terrible. Uh, so Jones, who's seeing a lot more targets lately, you want to get him active. Percy Harvin, I think you use him as a three against the Cardinals. Uh, he's 34th in fantasy points right now among wide receivers on NFL.com. But the Cardinals have allowed the sixth most fantasy points. Mike Williams, who was a bust on NFL.com, he's enduring that sophomore slide that we sort of predicted. Uh, but I do like him this week. If you need a three with the bye weeks here, the Niners have allowed the fifth most fantasy points, uh, the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers. So I like Williams. Guys, I'm sitting. Marquise Colston, yeah, he's getting healthy. His snaps will increase. Uh, tough matchup against the Panthers, and there's so many miles to feed in that Saints offense. I'm a little worried about Colston. Mike Thomas seeing a lot of targets. But believe it or not, the Bengals have allowed the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. So Thomas seeing targets, but will they pan out this week? Uh, Mario Manningham, I don't think you can start him anymore uh, until we see some flashes of potential from him. And what are you smiling at, Harrison? Because I'm thinking, boo, I was really counting on that guy. Manningham, yeah, he was a big-time sleeper, and uh, not so much with Victor Cruz there in the mix. And Nate Washington, a guy that a lot of people picked up off the waiver wire when Kenny Britt went down, but we said last week, don't expect him to put up big numbers. He's never thrived as a one. Uh, he averaged about 11 fantasy points in the three games where Britt started. Last week, he scored 6.2. Uh, and the Steelers are allowed the third fewest fantasy points. Alvin Harper. Uh, yeah, uh, just Nate Washington. Just doesn't do it for me. Uh, certainly well worth owning. I wouldn't start him. Let me, let's throw this out there now because we talk a lot about how guys are worthy flex plays, right? That's kind of how, how things come back. If you like a guy, if you're desperate, especially now with the buys going on, plenty of owners want to know, okay, my flex spot, where do I go? This is kind of the year. This is the first time we've seen where usually, oh, I'm throwing a running back in my flex spot, right? Because I'm going to running back that's going to be a number one guy. He's going to run the ball 100 yards and a touchdown, put it in my flex spot. But now with the way the NFL has evolved, now I think I, more, more so in my leagues, I see this all the time, is I see more wide receivers receivers 
in that flex spot than running backs just because you can count on these wide receivers more. Would you rather take a back, you know, would you rather throw a Michael Bush in your, as, as, as we think he could be decent play this week with 10 points, but would you rather have Nate Washington or Michael Bush in your flex spot? You want to have Nate Washington? Would you rather have Eric Decker? Would you rather have Isaac Redmond? I wouldn't Redmond, rather have Nate like these guys? Not this but, week. But this, is, but this is such a huge thing that we're going to more wide receivers now than running backs. You're, basically, I, I mean, you're right insofar as that running backs are always have always been sort of the favorite position to put in your flex position. But now, wide receivers are gaining more prominence in that spot. So it's not like you have to force feed that flex position into a running back. Now play the matchups. Utilize. Start a wide receiver. I mean, if you're in a league where you can start a tight end, you can potentially do that if you have... I mean, listen, guys. Aaron Hernandez was not drafted to be a number one fantasy tight end in most leagues. He was more of a high end two. And if you also have, say, Jason Witten, and then you have Hernandez. When Hernandez comes back, you have a flex spot to fill. You put Witten in at tight end. If your best option off the bench is Aaron Hernandez, there's no problem doing that anymore. It's nice to have that running back. It's always been nice. But don't force feed it. The wide receiver position and even tight end in some situations are becoming better flex options. Well, you know, on NFL Fantasy Live, uh, on NFL Network, we've talked a lot about run-pass ratio. And if it's 60% pass and 40% run, then a lot of the passes that we're seeing are just extended handoffs. That's what they are. So if you're playing a receiver, especially in a PPR league, who's going to catch eight balls for you for 85 yards, even if he doesn't get in the end zone, that's 8.5 points out of your flex position, and you might take the risk of, of starting a guy like a Bush or an Adai or a Marshawn Lynch who gets you 55, jar, 55 yards rushing. You know, they get you 15 carries, but they don't score. That's only five and a half points. So I think your point, Jason, with all the running backs by, by committee, you're not getting these dudes that are getting 25 carries. And with all the passing going on in the league, it's very possible that you get a non-sexy name out there that's going to catch seven passes for 90 yards and get you nine fantasy points for your flex. Non-sexy. Non-sexy. By the way, Nate Washington, uh, I agree, Fabs, I don't really like his matchup this week, Mm -hmm. but he's still only owned in 65% of NFL.com leagues. I still think he's a guy that you go get on the waiver wire and you stockpile on your bench. Even if you have no intention of playing him this week, go pick him up and stockpile him on your bench. Tuesday mornings, or Wednesday mornings, are always fun for me. I, I wake up in the morning, and the first thing I do is go and check out who I've grabbed on the waiver wire You know, after the waivers have run. Uh, and I go through and see who I got, who I didn't get, and the first thing I do after that, man, is I just scour through and see what's left. And if there's a player out there that didn't get picked up, uh, that somebody left out there for me, I, I grab him. I always want to have the best possible lineup uh, day in and day out. Uh, for example, I put in a couple of claims for defenses this week, didn't get them, so I went out and grabbed the Titans because the Titans are a potential sleeper this week against the Steelers who have an offensive line that can't block, uh, and that's been that, that's been equated into a lot of sacks and a lot of turnovers. Always d- Don't leave dead wood on your roster is basically what I'm saying. A lot of people do do that. But see, that's why you're the evil empire. You know, I'm in two Good. leagues you with compa- you, and you're the, you're the Compare me to the Yankees, man, because I love my Yankees. Compare me to the Yankees, please. Who's the so. A.J. Burnett of fantasy football? Oh, God. Who would be the A.J. Burnett of fantasy? Someone I, who was disappointed for so long but had that one was. big week. What a miracle. <laughs> my patience for Major League Baseball and the Rangers is worn thin, but I, I have to commend Jermaine in Houston. He's been very patient, waiting on the line. Jermaine, how you doing, man? Thanks for waiting for us. And Jermaine. Maybe he didn't. Look wait at for all those yeah, great things you wait. said about Jermaine. Crickets. I'm done. Giant preamble. Yeah, that's nice. Jermaine. Hello. Oh, always there. Hey, Jermaine. How are you, man? 
All right, how's it going, fellas? Good. Good. What do you got? I got a question. I got a trade that I want to make. Man, I, and I got I got the bad end of the stick this week. I had uh, Andre Johnson go out, and I had Vincent Jackson Ouch. go out, and I lost by five points. Oof. But I have – I want to get A.J. Green from this guy, and I told him this is my, my people that I could afford to give up. Well, not afford, but these are the people I have. I have Mike Tolbert, D'Angelo Williams, Sean Green, AJ, Adrian Peterson, Lance Moore. He wants a running back, so let's stick with the running backs. I got mm-hmm. D. Williams, Sean Green, Mike Tolbert, and I just picked up Stephen Ridley, and uh, I have uh, Adrian Peterson. I'll tell you one thing. If you can trade D'Angelo Williams and get a bag of peanuts for him, no less A.J. Green, then you are, my friend, a superior fantasy owner than any one of the three of us in the United mm-hmm. Room here in Culver City, California. I would I would offer up D-Will and let the guy laugh at you or say, hmm, D'Angelo Williams used to be pretty good. Maybe I'll make that move. And then go maybe to Tolbert. Uh, do not trade Adrian Peterson for A.J. Green. Can I, can I answer this for Jason? Sure. Go ahead, sir. What would I say? Trade Sean Green right now. Right now. Make the call. First, try to get rid of Williams. Yeah, I, I agree. Because at least I'm you know, shocked. Rex Ryan said this week, we got to give Sean Green a chance. So, okay, they're still sticking with him a little bit more. That train is, is hell and gone for D'Angelo Williams in Carolina right now. You can't even see that train You're down the track. You're a tree branch without a trunk right uh, now. What, is, what does that even I mean? I don't know. I don't know my own sayings. But listen... <laughs> Sean Green, you've been you've been hammering. Just like the Yogi Berra. You, we don't know what the heck you're saying. You've been hammering Sean Green, hammering him. I can't believe yeah. you. Well, didn't take, well, he just tossed you up a soft. Jermaine and Houston just tossed you tossed you up a softball. You know. Yeah, but if it's a choice between Sean Green and D'Angelo Williams, who do you have more confidence in that Lisa's is going to get a chance? Neither. Neither. But Neither. you got to pick one of them. But you got to pick one. All right, I'll go with you guys. I'll, yeah, I'll there you go, go. D'Angelo. Okay. Reluctant. Reluctant. Tree right, trunk. Nick in Illinois. I want to talk a little Des Bryant. Nick, what's going on, man? Hey, not so much. Thanks for taking my call. It seems no like problem. it's A.J. Green Day here on the show. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, hey, A.J. Green is uh, part of my trade. I'm getting offered A.J. Green. Um, he wants Des Bryant. Um, this is a team where I lost Kenny Britt and Des Bryant, Steve Smith, Carolina, are my two leading receivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, would it be smart for me to give up Bryant for A.J. Green straight up? I say no. Uh, I, I say no. If you watch the Detroit game, I think you're going to see more of that. I think any time they have – honestly, when I watch Des Bryant, I think a little bit of Megatron because I think now when Romo sees that he's got single coverage with Des Bryant, he's going to throw the ball up. Yeah. And I don't see that kind of confidence in A.J. Green. And, oh, by the way, forget what people think about Romo throwing the three picks. Andy Dalton is not Tony Romo. I would trust Des Bryant with Tony Romo more than I would trust A.J. Green with a rookie quarterback. I do not make that trade. Yeah, I agree. As much as I like A.J. Green, I like him a lot because he's the number one target there in Dalton, and he have gotten a pretty good uh, chemistry going, and that doesn't happen that often with rookie wide receivers. Look at the points the Dallas Cowboys are going to put up. Look, look what's going to happen. Just get better when Miles Austin comes back. I'd rather have that. I don't know that that deal really helps either team either way. If you want to yeah. do that, if you, can, if you can scrape by and say, I'll do it, but you're going to give me a guy at running back that I can start or a, a tight end that I can start, then I might think about it if I'm getting something back. But this one seems to me like it's like I said. There's too many people that I think make trades just to make trades. Yeah, and I think this is kind of one of them. Des Bryant, the the upside is off the chart. Uh, the same goes for AJ Green. But if we're talking specifically 2011, the one thing that I worry about with Bryant is his conditioning. He's always hurt. He's always nicked up. He's always on the injury report. Um, 
I agree with these guys, but it's it's real close. I mean, it's real close. A.J. Green is the number one guy. Uh, you can argue that Des Bryant's a third option in the Cowboys offense once Miles Austin is back. But Bryant's upside is major. He's just got to stay out of the trainer's room right now, guys. Jason in Houston, you're on NFL Fantasy Live. What's your question? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. What do you got? Yeah, I, uh, I'm not sure if I should pick up D'Angelo Williams off the waiver wire and drop one of these two for the bye week, or if I should keep who I have and go with what I got. I have a die and uh, Michael Bush as an option um, if I don't pick him up. I'd rather play Kate Bush than play D'Angelo Williams. There's not many guys. I'd rather play Reggie Bush. I'd rather play – I'm out of Bushes. George Bush? I'd play – either George Bush I would play. I, I certainly would hesitate to, to drop a die because, uh, you know, if you watch the, the Colts game the other night, I mean, he's still really their main back. Yes, they have DeLone Carter, but I think Joe Adai is, is going to be a decent play going forward. I, I Believe it or not, I trust him more than D'Angelo Williams. It's unbelievable uh, that – we're suggesting that you hold on to a number two running back over a number one who was once the top scoring running back in fantasy football. But I think that's what you have to do right now. You're referring to Michael Bush. Yes. D'Angelo Williams, not Kate Bush. Uh, D'Angelo Williams is averaging right around four fantasy points a game, a little bit more. I mean, it's disgusting. Michael Bush is averaging right around nine. And as we mentioned earlier, Cam Newton's seeing the, a lot of goal line work now. They're utilizing him and, and his skill set uh, right around inside the five-yard line, the opponent's five-yard line, and that's meaning less opportunities for Williams As is Michael Stewart. Bush seeing goal line work. If it was Stewart, I would say that's a different story because Stewart has more upside. But that, that was one situation, guys, in the, after the lockout ended that, boy, I just wish they gave the – I just wish Williams had gone elsewhere – and they had Stewart in there in that backfield because you're talking about a, a solid number two fantasy back with major upside. Stewart needs to get more burn, and I know you know our, our, our friend Matt Money Smith always says you know that money talks, and uh, D'Angelo Williams got paid a whole heck of a lot of money that he probably didn't deserve. Stewart should be the guy there. Williams should be a backup option, but unfortunately, that's not the case right now. Well, I wish D'Angelo would have signed in Miami, but but uh, you referenced what I was saying is you referenced Cam Newton getting goal line work. And you're talking about keeping Michael Bush. That's why you keep Michael right. Bush, even though he's number two, is because right. he gets that goal line work. It's NFL Fantasy Live Series 210 XM87. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison from the NFL Network, NFL.com. Coming up next, we'll give you your big running back starts and sits this week. Of the six teams off, plenty of running backs that are going to be out of commission. We'll tell you the guys to pick up, put in your lineup. Coming up next, NFL Fantasy Live on Series 210 XM87. To the heart and mind, ignorance. It's blind. Guilty feet have got no rhythm. None at all. I mean, from D'Angelo Williams to that line, man. NFL Fantasy Live Series 210, XM87, Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, and Elliot Harrison from the NFL Network, NFL.com with you. Don't forget, check out NFL.com's composite staff rankings are among the top of all websites across the Internet. And speaking of starts and sits, we've been giving that to you all day long here on the show. It's been a big week, obviously, because it's the first week of the buys in the National Football League. If you're looking to fill in for a quarterback, okay, pretty much that, that, that's that been picked clean. Wide receiver, there's a couple more guys available. But here you are at running backs now, and I'll tell you what, Fabs, there's a lot of guys who are sitting now. There's a lot of owners who are looking for running backs this mm-hmm. week because this is a week, it just so happens the way it works on, on, on the buys, that running backs are the most position that you're going to need guys on. Who are your starts and sits? Fred Jackson, guys, uh, unbelievable start this week against the Eagles who have been horrible against the run, and uh, Freddie Jacks. 
playing for that contract, and he's playing extremely well. Fantasy owners are reaping the rewards uh, of VJAX. Play him for sure. Beanie Wells coming off a three-touchdown game. I like him against the Vikings. Ahmad Bradshaw against the Seahawks. Uh, they're surrendering an average of about 18 fantasy points per game to runners through the first four weeks. Darren Sproles, who we've talked about a couple of times against the Panthers, I think he's a nice two or a flex. Joseph Adai, someone that Elliot and I have talked about, I think you can use him as a flex against the Chiefs. They're allowing an average of about 24 fantasy points per game to running backs. If Rashard Mendenhall is, in fact, out this week, Isaac Redman, I think, is a very solid flex starter, even a low-end two in a deeper league. Uh, he has definitely shown some flashes He's looked good this when season. he's played. Exactly, and, he sh- and he- he's looked more explosive than Rashard Mendenhall. Guys that I bench, now I, I can't tell you to, to sit uh, you know, the third-string running back for uh, you know, the-, the Cleveland Browns or the Dallas Cowboys. They're on buys. Okay, guys, yeah, we know not to sit these guys. Frank Gore is, is someone that I know you have to probably play, but the matchup is not as good as it might look on paper. The Buccaneers have allowed an average of just six fantasy points to the opposition starting running back outside of week two when they got ran all over by Adrian Peterson. D'Angelo Williams, you want nothing to do with him. Cedric Benson, tough matchup against the Jaguars, who suddenly have a good run defense. Last year they were terrible. Um, You want to – listen, guys, I know we were talking about Marshawn Lynch. I want nothing to do with Marshawn Lynch. I don't care who he's playing. Uh, I bench him. He plays for the Seahawks, and that's kind of like my red flag. And don't be shocked if LeGarrette Blunt comes crashing back down to earth. Great matchup on Monday Night Football against a bad Colts run defense. Now he's in San Francisco where he has to face the best run defense from a fantasy perspective in the NFL. No team has allowed more fa- fewer fantasy points than the San Francisco 49ers. So again, some of these guys you probably can't bench. Just don't be surprised if the numbers are not as good uh, as they've been in recent weeks. Well, one of the names that you highlighted there and the name that we mentioned earlier in the show and on NFL Fantasy Live, uh, Isaac Redman and Willis McGahee. And both of those guys would be, in theory, replacing two backs that have been indecisive and had happy feet. That's Sean Marino and Richard Mendenhall. And with McGahee and Redman, look, are you going to get 180 yards rushing? No, but you're going to get a guy that makes one cut, hits the hole, and if they pick up 80 yards and a touchdown for you... You are happy as you could possibly be. Well, I really like Willis McGee. I mean, he's a guy I don't want to play because I don't believe him in the long haul, but you can't argue with what he's done the last couple of weeks. I think Willis McGee, he's a huge, he's a great flex play because we found out today, John Fox said, he is going to be our guy. It's not going to be no Sean Marino. He'll be our guy going forward. I like him this week. I also say sell high on Willis McGee if you can because eventually they're going to go to Tim Tebow. Things are going to start happening in Denver. Play him now, but look to move him. It's NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius 210, XM87 on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. For Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison, I'm Jason Smith. Check us out, NFL Network, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 a.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific, Tuesday through Friday on NFL Network. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.